and all things you ask in prayer believing you shall receive welcome to the 316 podcast i'm tom smith so the following podcast is part of an hour-long sermon which is available on our website tomsmith.us and towards the end of the sermon i share what the lord showed me in june of 2021 about the pandemic and what I believe will be happening over the next several months. The Lord showed me something really interesting. So enjoy the word of the Lord. The message for today is two ways, really I should say two powerful ways to pray in a pandemic. Enjoy. We're going to talk today about two ways to pray in a pandemic. We've already been going through this thing for about a year and a half now. It's July 2021. So what does the Word of God say? We hear the news. We hear all this negativity all the time. What does the Word of God say? Isaiah 53 says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he, speaking of Jesus Christ, was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. So we don't put our trust in doctors or medicine or the government or anything else. We put our full faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He died for our sins. He paid the price on the cross, and he took the stripes upon his back so that we could be healed. It says that here in Isaiah 53, as well as in Matthew chapter 8 and 1 Peter 2, 24. So we trust the Lord no matter what is going on around us in the world. But what else does the Bible say about this kind of a thing? Well, I'll tell you this, alcohol is mentioned many times throughout the Bible as medicine for either depression. In the New Testament, it's mentioned for stomach problems. So we know the Bible is not against medicine. And the in the Old Testament, it also says that there's leaves that have healing. And we know that aloe is great for putting on sunburns, at least here in California we do that, Right? So medicine is okay. but we So we know the Bible is not necessarily against medicine, but it also doesn't really promote it unless you're in dire situations. And what I would say is unless you're really, you know, not trusting the Lord, if, you're, if you, you have some doubts, you have some fears and worries, well, maybe sometimes medicine then is the, the best thing for you to choose. But I want to encourage you to follow what is the Holy Spirit saying to you and to your family. Because obedience is the number one thing that as Christians we need to do is just be obedient. What is the Lord showing us? Each one of us is going to stand in the throne room of God by ourselves in front of Him and give an account for everything that we've done here on this earth. So when you stand there, In front of the Lord, you want to be able to say, yes, I followed your instructions. You showed me this, and this is what I did. 
So my question for you is, what do you feel comfortable with regarding the pandemic? Recently, uh, someone who follows this ministry said that they had the first vaccine, but they didn't really want to take the next one. And I said, well, the most important thing is trusting the Lord. Whether you take the next one or you don't take it, you need to have peace in your heart that what you're doing is from the Lord. The Lord is showing you to do this. So we don't want to make decisions, rash decisions, decisions because we're in a hurry, things like that. People that are in a hurry, they're always getting in trouble. Jacob and Esau, that story there, what happened with them was Isaac was in a hurry. Jacob kind of prodded him along and he blessed the son that he didn't want to bless. Of course, we all know that it was God's doing anyway. But when you're in a hurry, you're likely to make mistakes. So don't take this decision lightly about taking certain medications or whatever you're going to do. Just trust the Lord and ask him and he'll show you what to do. But I'll tell you this, if you're not going to take medication, if you're not going to do vaccines and things, you better be doing healing scriptures, reading healing scriptures, getting them deep in your heart. Now, I don't mean that you've got to be doing it every single day, but several times a week would be really good. And there's no better protection from any sickness, any disease, any virus than Jesus Christ of Nazareth and the Word of God. Now, one thing the New Testament commands us to do is to live peaceably with all men. So that means we're not going to be rude. Christians are not supposed to be rude. We're not supposed to cause trouble. We need to be agreeable, live peaceably with normal policies from the government or businesses and things that don't infringe on our freedom of religion. So considering this, if a store or a place of business has a sign and asks you to wear a mask, be respectful and wear a mask. You know, doing the healing scriptures is really what's going to heal you, but you want to be compliant and be nice and easygoing with people. That's what Christians are supposed to do, lead quiet and peaceable lives so we can spread the gospel, spread the good news. If we're always uptight and angry and things like that, who's going to want to listen to that? (laughs) Right? So put your faith in the Lord. And today we're going to go over two ways to pray in a pandemic, in a situation like we've gotten out right now. Pandemic is what? It's like a worldwide sickness or disease that's coming upon people. So in Acts chapter, the the first way to pray in a pandemic whether you've got the sickness already or you have had it or you don't have it, you've never had it, anything like that, it's number one, use the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth is above all names. God says that he has given Jesus all power and authority here on this earth. He said that in Matthew chapter 28, Mark chapter 16, the beginning of of the book of Acts, And in Acts 3.16, the scripture that I love, his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong whom you see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this man that was lame, this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. 
So Peter and John going to the temple, they, they prayed for this man. And because of the faith, their faith in Jesus' name, this man was made strong and whole. Very simple. Now you've got to know that name. You've got to trust the Lord. Psalm 20 verse 7 says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Hallelujah. See, the battle is not won with horses and chariots. Gideon destroyed two or maybe it was three armies of men and he had a handful of men, a couple, a few hundred men, destroyed thousands. Why? Because the Lord did it. I like to watch the Olympics. It's every four years, every two years, depending on what it is that I'm watching. And you see sometimes the highest ranked people, ranked number one in the world, number two in the world, will crash and burn, fall and lose to a person who's ranked 50th or 40th. They're not even expected to win. I remember a few years ago, this happened in the Winter Olympics. A girl whose main sport was snowboarding, and she went on to win the slalom event of skiing, got the gold medal. She wasn't even in the top 20. I think she was ranked 30th, 40th, something like that. She's a snowboarder. She was not expected to place or even to do well at all. And she ended up with a gold medal in skiing. It's like a wind caught behind her and just pushed her down that hill. (laughs) Anyway, we trust in the Lord. I'm not saying she was trusting the Lord because I actually don't believe she was. But trusting in chariots, trusting in horses, trusting in your own strength, trusting in things in this physical realm will not help you. Goliath, he was trusting in his own strength and he fell to David, who they said was a boy. He's a mere child, teenager. So Jesus' name is the name above all names. In Revelation, Jesus is called the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. In the book of Luke, chapter 10, Jesus sent out 70 disciples to heal the sick cast out devils, cure diseases. Matthew 10, by the way, he sent out the 12 disciples. So I kind of think that's kind of easy to remember. Luke chapter 10, he sent out 70. Matthew chapter 10, he sent out the 12. But these 70 went out. When they came back, they said, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us. They were surprised. They had so much power through the name of Jesus. They used his name. In the book of Acts, a girl had an evil spirit, a fortune telling. And the apostle Paul simply said this, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it left. Of course, her masters didn't like it. They owned this girl. But this girl was set free. Paul set her free in the name of Jesus. So her masters didn't like it. And they brought Paul and Silas to the city's magistrates and had them thrown in jail because now they they can't make any money anymore. She can't tell fortunes anymore. She's not possessed by the devil anymore. So don't be surprised when you start healing people in your ministry. People are healed and set free from the, the devil and his works, sicknesses, depression. 
several cases of people that were set free under my ministry from severe depression, bipolar. I'm talking about people taken out of mental institutions because of my prayers. Not because I'm so great, though. It's the power of Jesus Christ, but it's my faith that did it, just like we saw here, Peter and John. A little bit earlier now, this case, Paul and Silas. So people like to make money. The world runs on a money system. Everything's about money. And it can't be that way with Christians. No, our priority is preaching the gospel, spreading good news that Jesus is the healer. A pastor in Australia in the late 1800s, John Alexander Dowie, a lot of his members were getting sick from the Great Plague. And he read Acts 10.38, and it changed his life and ministry. He read how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. What about doing good and healing all the oppressed of the devil, for God was with him? When he read that verse, he noticed this. He said, wait, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. This plague is not from God. This is from the devil. And he had had a lot of people die from the great plague back then in his congregation. He only had a few hundred people in his church. And I don't remember what, it, what how many, but 10 or 20 had already died from this thing. And uh, so he was getting concerned about it and praying to the Lord and asking the Lord what to do about it. His Bible, oh, He opened his Bible and it came to this verse. And then he knew from that moment he was angry at the devil and angry at that disease, the sickness, the plague. And he went over to one of his parishioners. He went in and the doctor was there. And the person was about to die. And the doctor says, well, whatever is the Lord's will. And he said, no, this is not the Lord's will. This is oppression from the devil. And he cast it out. He spoke to it in the name of Jesus. And he told the plague, it has to go in the name of Jesus. So we can use that name against any virus that comes against us, that comes against our loved ones or anyone we know that we're going to pray for. You can use that name, the name of Jesus, and tell that demon, every sickness, every virus, by the way, is a demon, okay? They just have different names. The one that's attacking us right now is called the coronavirus. You could call it virus, that's fine, whatever you want to say, but it's all from the, from the enemy. So Pastor John Alexander Dowie, he figured this out. This was not from the Lord. It is not God's will. And that devil left the great plague of the late 1800s. Hallelujah. Every knee has to bow to the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So you can speak the name too and cast out sicknesses and diseases and things like that. But you've got to get the word of God in your heart first. Because the word puts it in your spirit and then you have power to speak it. It's not just because you heard me talk about it or some other preacher or pastor talk about it. That does not mean that you've got it yet. You need to hear it over and over and speak it to yourself till it becomes a reality in your soul. In Acts chapter 19, the seven sons of Sceva, they said, well, let's try this. 
And they tried it. They tried to cast a demon out of a man that was possessed. And it didn't work for them. Seven people. They said, in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. And then that man overtook all seven of them and they all ran out of the house. (laughs) That's what it says. Acts chapter 19. They tried exorcism, but they did not understand Jesus' name and the power in Jesus' name because they hadn't read it. You've got to read and study the word of God till you know that you know that you know that when you speak that name, the name of Jesus, whatever it is, whatever sickness or disease or plague comes, it has to listen to you. It has to obey you. See, the power of his name always works for someone who worships the Lord on a regular basis and reads the scriptures, puts them down in their heart. Now, don't be afraid. The moment you read the scriptures, that power comes into your spirit, that power for using the name of Jesus, the power of the Holy Ghost comes on you as soon as you read the word of God. And then you could speak it out effectively and whatever needs to happen can happen or will happen. So you receive it, you believe God for it, you trust him, and he's the one that does the work. Amen. So that's number one. Number one, the two ways to pray in a pandemic. Number one, I say the power of the name of Jesus. The name above all names. Number two, healing protection from reading scriptures. And I want to say, really, reading scriptures out loud. Or someone might say, meditating the word of God. In Joshua 1.8, it uses that word meditate. But all it's talking about is speaking the word to yourself, reading the word, reading the Bible. So Psalm 107.20 says this, that he meaning God sent his word and healed them. I'm going to read the whole verse here. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Any destruction, any plague, any sickness that comes to attack you or your family can be healed through the word of God, reading the word of God. And when I say reading, I'm just do exactly what I just did. I looked at this verse, Psalm 107, verse 20, and I read it out loud to myself. What happens when you read out loud? It goes into your ears. It's also becoming a part of you. It's like your your strength is behind it, your soul, your passion, your energy. Everything is, is going into what you're speaking. And then, of course, you could personalize it. And that's another great thing to do when you're reading scriptures. Personalize it. So, He sent his word. God sent his word to me and healed me and delivered me from my destruction. I thank you, Jesus, for healing me. I thank you, Jesus, for delivering me from destruction. I will not die, but I will live and declare the works of the Lord. Amen. So speaking the word of God and the word of God brings health to your body. I'm going to look up a verse that I didn't write down here, 
But Proverbs chapter 4 says this, My son, attend to my words. Verse 20. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. And I would say, well, at least try to do it. Hey, if you want to do it twice a day, why not? Throughout the Bible, it mentions speaking the word of God, putting the word of God in your heart day and night. So here it says, let those words, the word of God, not depart from your eyes. Now, if you've already been attacked with sickness, then that's my suggestion for you. You keep the word of God healing scriptures in front of your eyes all day and all night until you see and everybody else sees the manifestation of that healing. Verse 21, still keep going. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. That's where it's got to be. The scripture needs to be deep in your heart. Verse 22, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Amen. So what is it talking about? The word of God. Verse 20 says we're talking about the word of God, the words of wisdom, which we know the words of wisdom is the word of God. In the verse 23, I always like this verse, so I'm going to read it. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. That means you protect your heart from all the negativity you hear in the world. There's all sorts of things people are saying to scare you. And we can't be scared as Christians. We just need to trust the Lord and say, He's taking care of me. You know, listening to audio recordings of healing scriptures is great. But saying them to yourself is much better. Who are you in Christ? Do you even know? You might say something like this what we call uh, affirmations. I am saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. I am healed by his stripes. I have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I am a chosen vessel to proclaim the good news. Jesus of Nazareth is my savior. Jesus of Nazareth is my healer. Hallelujah. Without him, we can do nothing. So let those words get deep in your heart and your soul. Your mind needs to be renewed by the word of God. John G. Lake was in South Africa during the plague. Again, you know, we're talking about, you know, 100 years ago, more than 100 years ago. But he would meditate scriptures all the time, all day long. And he would go out and help people and pray for those who are sick. This is during the same plague as John Alexander Dowie. Well, maybe I shouldn't say it's the same, but it was, you know, they were both about a hundred some years ago. But after several months of the plague, some doctors from England came down and said, how are you protecting yourself? What are you doing? And they gave him some medication and other devices to protect him from the disease. And he said, he doesn't need them. He says, I'm just trusting the Lord and I pray. And I've got a scripture. And the scripture was Romans 8 verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. So he gave them that verse. He says, you know, this is what I'm trusting the Lord on, that I am free from the law of sin and death. When I don't sin, I don't die. I should say, you don't die of sickness because we know sin, the wages of sin is death. So 
Sin attracts sickness. And then sickness, if it keeps going, can cause death. But the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from all that. But you've got to have the life of Christ inside of you. If you don't, well, okay, you're on your own. But that was the verse that he used, which is not traditionally used as a what I would call a, a healing verse. But he did have healing verses, and he had other scriptures and verses that he would read all the time. So when you spend a lot of time with the Lord, God is going to protect you. He's going to save you. I know a man, a pastor, he lived to age 99 years old. Now, at age 99, he says this, he had not spent more than 10 minutes of his entire life in a hospital. He also didn't need to wear glasses. Age 99, everybody says, well, how are you going to die then? You just go. You just go in your sleep. You say, okay, take me to heaven, Lord. And that's it. And that's what this pastor did. Now, he would pray three to five hours every day. He was a pastor of a church. So he'd meditate scriptures all the time. He'd spend time worshiping the Lord. See, worshiping the Lord keeps your heart pure before the Lord. So you don't even want to sin. You know, to be free from the law of sin, it's like, means you're free from the repercussions of sin. You're free from, you know, sowing what you reap. In other words, you, you sowed some really bad seed by sinning and now it's time to reap, right? Well, you, there's, of course, there's forgiveness, but when you spend time worshiping the Lord, you don't even want to sin. It, it doesn't appeal to you anymore. Those desires go away. So you want to spend time worshiping the Lord, praising the Lord. But yeah, age 99, never spent more than 10 minutes of his entire life in the hospital. He also, by the way, this man would say that he would never watch TV. Never. Not even look at a computer or anything. And he just died a few years ago. So he lived 70 some years or 80 years with television, movies, all those kind of things, computers. But... He just, he refused to watch. He says, I'm not going to watch it. I don't want to allow secular things to get into my spirit. So he's protecting his heart. Thank you for listening to the 316 podcast. That was a portion of an hour-long sermon, which is available on our website, tomsmith.us. The name was Two Ways to Pray in a Pandemic. Our mailing address is Tom Smith Ministries. P.O. Box 300, Agora Hills, California, 91376. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, I pray that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Amen. And all things.